SAFM 104 to 107 Nationwide. Thanks so much for staying with us. It's 10 minutes after 1 o'clock. I said yesterday that we had lots of plans and unfortunately we had to then cross to a lot of the other press briefings which were very important that we needed to take yesterday. But let's continue with some of the things that we were going to do yesterday. And one that I feel very, very, uh, is very important is just to the tribute to a fallen tree, Dennis Goldberg, who, who died at 87. He passed away, not yesterday, the day before yesterday. And my heart sank, really, really sank. And everywhere you go, people with their beautiful stories around who the man was. He, he was a veteran anti-apartheid activist, but he was more than that. I just want you to take a listen to, to something that he said to us uh, not so long ago. My family were communists. I grew up in a non-racial household. I'm a first-generation white South African, privileged, and growing up in a home with people of all races, social classes coming to visit, aware that people are people, and I have to do something, otherwise I'm responsible for it. Through end of university, modern youth society, non-racial youth group, Congress of Democrats allied to ANC as the leader of the Congress movement. I said to my mother at the time, the judge said, life and life is wonderful. Play on words, of course. But I did mean it, and I think life is wonderful. I've loved, I've been loved, that's even more important. I've lived through stirring times, I've put my life on the line and come through it. Uh, prison was not a great experience, but I grew throughout that time. Wow. I mean, that isn't that remarkable. Uh, that's obviously the voice of Dennis Goldberg, who died uh, just two days ago at the age of 87. And we just wanted to pay tribute to him with people who, who know a little bit more about his life, who know a bit more about his history, who are quite close to him, in fact. Nicholas Wolpe is a founder and CEO of Lily's Leaves Trust. He joins us now on the line. Nicholas, thank you so much for making the time and good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela. It's a pleasure. Good afternoon to your listeners. You know, I, I, I have a smile on my face because as he relays the story about when the judge said life, um, everybody knows that apparently at that moment he turned to his mother and said life. You know, who, who would imagine that it would be a joyous moment at a time like that? But those are some of the memories that people always uh, recount. How do you remember him? Well, I mean, just continuing on that theme, yeah. I remember on one occasion when we were interviewing him, he was talking about how he was listening to Nelson and he was describing how Nelson was this very powerful figure, you know, giving his speech, talking about why they did what they did. And he said, then when it came to that closing remarks, when he said, my Lord, and these are the ideals for which I'm prepared to die for, he suddenly thought, oh, my God, Typical Nelson. Without consulting us, he's sentenced us to death. And then, but then he goes on to say, then I was overcome with elation. I was overcome with pride. I felt wonderful. And I think that also sums up the person he was, just like his other co-accused. They were willing to sacrifice the most precious commodity of all, and that was 
their lives for these ideals, for these principles of a free, democratic South Africa. It, it is. I mean, for me, it really, I, I cannot comprehend how the joy would come out of a situation like that. But I'm also joined on the line by Silla Hatang, who's the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Silla, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. And it just reminded me that moment about how, yes, he, at that very serious moment, he thought to himself, well, there you go, Nelson now deciding for all of us that we are willing to die for all of this. He had that really very interesting sense of humor, didn't he, Silo? He did. Uh, good afternoon, Osfumel, uh, and, uh, and good afternoon, Nick. Um, you know, the, the, we, we, dis, we like describing it at the foundation as naughty humor. <laughs> um, because uh, in, even in the middle of a very serious conversation, you'll then just take, take a turn off and and you're not sure whether to laugh because <laughs> that was a very serious thing that you were talking about. Yes. And you, 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 you keep serious and then he bursts out laughing. <laughs> so you have to follow. But you're not sure if you're laughing at the joke or him. Uh, because uh, it's, uh, it's that uh, he, he had this craft of just uh, speaking and making you feel really important uh, at, at the point that he's talking to you. And the last time I was uh, with him was... Uh, on the eve of uh, the 30th anniversary of Madiba's release from yes, prison, yes, and uh, and uh, so he's he's now deep in this deep mode of talking about inequality and poverty, and then in the middle of that, he then says, "Oh, but we still have a fantastic country, don't you?" <laughs> uh, it, it, so you're not sure. It, are we still on that? Uh, on the... You know this. And and that that was uh, uh, that, called, uh, key. that was classic. That was so classic. You know, Nicholas, there were other things about him that were anecdotal little small stories about him that uh, I believe you were quite close to him, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yes. I mean, anything you want to share that may be well, of, of a light moment with us? Well, I mean, let, one of my favorite stories is the reunion of 2001. Mm -hmm. So just picture the situation. Here he is. He's returned to South Africa. He's now returned to Lily Seif for the first time in 38 years since his arrest. He comes in, we walk into the house, there are photographs, historical photographs around the house yes. of the place back in 63. We walk up to one of them mm -hmm. and he stares at it. And I'm now waiting for some kind of eureka, kind of Newtonian comment from him. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, my anticipation is building up. I'm getting very excited. Yes. And after about literally 10 seconds, he turns to me and says, oh, look, Nick, there's my combi. <laughs> <laughs> I say, is that all you have to say? He said, yes, that's my combi. I, was, I, have, I had a very strong affinity towards it. And I felt, you know, and I'm very excited to see it again. It was like, oh, okay. You know, here we are at the site where he was arrested, where here we are, you know, commemorating the formation of MK, the, uh, the raid... You know, in terms of the memory of the raid on Lily's Leaf. Yes. And at that moment in time, the only thing he was concerned about was seeing his combi. It's a lot. Do you think, and we hear this also a lot from Tata uh, Mandela as well, was that what kind of kept them sane? Because I suppose if if everything were that serious all of the time, I dare say they, they just would not have survived it. Oh, for sure. Um, Madiba and Long Walk to Freedom describes uh, that the Goldberg at, at, at a 
time that uh, Nick was reflecting on, yes. when they were just about to be sentenced, and uh, he says they'll be sitting there contemplating this thing, that what if they give us death? Mm. And, uh, hey, but it might be death sentence. And, and he says that, uh, Long Walk, he says, then in the middle of this very deep reflection about what that means, yes. uh, uh, Dr. Goldberg will then uh, shoot in with a joke. <laughs> then they burst out laughing. And, and after laughing, they think, but should we be laughing at this? <laughs> um, and, and, and that's the kind of thing that uh, uh, he, he really mastered. Um, I was with my colleague uh, when we went to see him. And uh, like I said, he was uh, on this deep reflective mode about uh, what's wrong with our country and uh, this needs to be fixed and that needs to be fixed. Yes. But then he, every, at every turn, he, he made you feel that you were part of uh, mm. um, the biggest thing that needs to be done. You know, just uh, keep playing. And even when he differed with you, yes. I mean, I differed with him a lot. Yes. Um, Nick knows uh, on, a, a, on a couple of occasions when uh, he was saying, no, the foundation, you keep pushing uh, this legacy of Madiba. <laughs> like at every cost, it's like Madiba and you need to do more. So I said to him, but uh, remember, he pays my salary. <laughs> so he then burst out laughing. That's true. I didn't think about it like that. But we must be inclusive. You know, we must be inclusive. And that's yes. why... We we're trying our best in his honor. And you did that from last year, didn't you? Institution. you? You did. I mean, your your commemoration last year's birthday was to be there to do exactly that, wasn't it? Precisely, and uh, and that was exactly what we tried to do. And I think uh, if we are to do anything for these kind of uh, stalwarts, it's not to to treat them as demigods, to treat them as uh, as uh, people who are saintly, but actually to say that they were human. Yeah. They, they were people. They were trying to just show us that we can be them. Mm. We can try and just live a principled life, a, a values-based life. And uh, and I think if we are to do anything to honor Dr. Um, Goldberg at this moment, mm. it's to think this, is, this was a fantastic human being mm. who cared about young people. Nick did a lot of work with him, mm. with young people going to schools. That mm. gave him a lot of energy. Mm. And I think we should do that more of that kind of work. Gentlemen, I really am so sorry we can't continue. I'd love to have talked some more. I know Nick, I also wanted to know what was his favorite meal. I know that he went to a place that you know very well. But I've got to leave it here. The president is speaking now, Silla Hatang, CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Thank you for coming through. Nicholas Walpi, the founder and CEO of Lily's Leaf Trust. Thank you, gentlemen.